This is the IBM Cloud Podcast with Dan Bettinger, covering capabilities, methods, and discoveries to help you cloud better. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the IBM Cloud Podcast. This is Dan. If your organization is looking to adopt the cloud but needs to quantify the economics, then this episode is for you. Joining me today is Christian Mimic, manager of the IBM IT economics team. Hi, Christian. How's it going today? It's going super fantastic, Dan. Thanks for having me. So what do you do at IBM? Well, we uh, actually have a very unique team. Uh, I am the manager for the Americas, as you mentioned, for the IT economics team. And the IT economics team uh, within IBM, its uh, sole goal is to be a service uh, to our customers and our business partners and our sellers. And really, it comes down to the fact that 15 years ago, we realized that people were being asked to make incredibly complex technical decisions, but they didn't know how to make it a business decision. And so my team focuses on doing business value assessments, total cost of ownership studies, cost analysis that allows customers to understand all of the costs, not just the things they think about, like infrastructure costs or maybe software, but all of the periphery costs that go into it so they can make a side-by-side comparison or understand how soon a customer might benefit from making a decision. And so uh, in those years, we've done well over 2,500 studies, and I have peers in both Europe and in Asia Pacific. Okay. So that's a wealth of experience and information that we uh, get to pull onto the podcast. Really appreciate the time again. Yeah, the reason why I wanted to have you on, Christian, was recently a well-known venture capital firm came out with an article talking about how large SaaS providers might save money by moving their workloads from a public cloud to on-prem. And this kind of got the the Twitter sphere, the Clouderati folks, industry types kind of chattering back and forth, which was fantastic conversation. How do you determine the economic impact or benefit of building new apps versus migrating current applications? I do know that article you were speaking about, the paradox of, of the cost of cloud. And so the question you're asking is actually... It's one of those it depends answers. And the reason for that is because there are a lot of good reasons to use the cloud. And cloud is also one of those nebulous terms that means a lot of things to a lot of people. So you have to clarify it. But if we're talking about using compute in one of um, the hyperscalers or IBM environments, uh, the decisions people have to make really come down to a set of key questions. Number one, are you starting out? Is this a greenfield application? Are you a company that's new? And so you're looking at what is the cost to populate or host your own environment? And then, of course, uh, they're the, the customers that um, already have existing mature 
infrastructures or application sets. And they're looking at whether or not it's viable for them to move things to the cloud because they either have a strategic direction or they're thinking it's going to be more cost effective for them. Obviously, you have to be able to save money if you're not paying for the labor to manage the resources and you're not capitalizing all of this hardware. And so the decision comes down to um, a view over time. And so, uh, once again, in that article you mentioned, the paradox comes down to this. If you're a new company, it's kind of stupid not to use the cloud. And if you're a company that is growing and mature, it's stupid for you not to get off the cloud. Not everything is meant to run on the cloud. And part of the reason is that There are things that happen when you do not optimize your environment. And so why do people want to move to the cloud? Does it make economic sense? These are the things that you can actually engage my team to help you determine. But it's going to come down to what types of applications you're using, how mature you are as an organization, what your expected growth is going to be. And so all of those things come into play. So, Christian, with respect to economic decisions around cloud, does that change based on where you are in the organization? Meaning, does the viewpoint of an IT director versus a business unit leader or GM versus a CTO affect the cloud economics or the view that one would take? Well, that's a great question, Dan. And I think... The simple answer is the economics don't change, but the view of those economics, I think, as you asked, do change. And so the higher you are in an organization, uh, the broader vision you have of the impact of um, how the organization is actually either spending or recouping their money. There is an idea that IT infrastructure, IT as part of the company, many people see it as a cost center. And more and more, what you're seeing is that executives are understanding that there's a strategic value. And in fact, once again, referencing that article that you talked about, they talked about the cost of revenue. IT is actually now, especially for software companies and companies that actually deliver Uh, services to people that are cloud related. It's actually a revenue generating place. And so what a business unit leader sees is typically specifically in their domain. um, And they may not see whether or not adding a platform or moving a platform or using a specific tool, uh, how that impacts the rest of the organization. And so as you go up the ladder, the executives and management see things differently, but underneath the economics don't change. I I can appreciate the position. You had mentioned about the infrastructure. Sometimes I see some clients move to the cloud by simply taking the first step of moving their VMware environments, right? Getting out of the care and feeding of those x86 servers, the storage, the networking, basically that the effort and work that doesn't necessarily add business value. Are there other economic benefits to lifting and shifting of pre-virtualized application or estate? There are a lot of nuances to what you've just asked. Lifting and shifting or the ability to take uh, 
on application application set, which is which more commonly used to be in virtualized engines and more and more is moving to a containerized environment. Those things that can be moved and lifted and shifted, it's a simple task and nothing's ever completely simple. But the economics behind it come back down to a few things. Is your organization more CapEx, capital expense, oriented or OPEX. And what we see is that from the economics of moving to the cloud, from strictly moving compute into the cloud, is about transitioning from the standard CapEx model where you buy, you depreciate, you refresh, to an operational expense model, an OPEX model, where you have a more consistent um, line that you're paying um, for uh, the resources that you need. And therein lies some of the problem, though, because in order to get the best benefits, typically in cloud vendors, you have to sign long-term contracts. And depending on the contracts, you'll you'll get a better discount. But if you underestimate your usage because you weren't sure how things were going to work out, then you have a, an issue where you actually want to take advantage of the elasticity, but you'll end up paying more for it. Uh, and as we talked about right at the beginning, when you have unfettered access to a lot of compute, sometimes organizations don't spend a lot of time optimizing the environment because they're worried about making sure that they can do the things that help them generate revenue. So is there a benefit to moving to the cloud? In the early stages, it's very cost effective because it doesn't require outlays of cash and it allows growth and it doesn't require a lot of staging and delays. So lifting and shifting is a place where it could be economically viable, but you have to think with the end in mind and you have to understand that it has to be something that is optimizable. If you're not lifting and shifting, and so you're either going to start something new, um, it can be, once again, cost-effective to use the cloud. But you have to be wary about whether or not you're using industry standard tools. So there's a big difference between using one of the hyperscalers container platform versus using uh, standard Kubernetes. And the reason is because you might think it's a lot less expensive. But what you'll find is now that you have lost your portability because now you're kind of locked in to the service that is similar, but not exactly industry standard. And so in those cases, it could actually end up costing you more. So I'm sorry, but once again, it depends. That's kind of why that this new group came out of the Linux Foundation or the FinOps Foundation, which is kind of, trying to slay the dragon with respect to cloud optimization and right-sizing workloads and putting together practices and thought leadership around that. And um, yeah, you can easily get in trouble in a public cloud by not turning things off or forgetting about things. And then all of a sudden you get that bill and that could be a challenge. Well, and, and Dan, there, there are other periphery costs. That's what my team does. But things like storage and data transfer can be much more expensive than people anticipate. And so it just means that 
The public cloud might be a viable option in many stages of your development and for many types of different workloads. But optimization really comes down to making sure that when you have a firm set of requirements that say, whatever we do um, has to be portable, which means we're using open source standards. Whatever we do, we have to make sure that we don't forget uh, costs that um, are not related to compute. And this could be security. This could be understanding the dynamic of how you have to automate either disaster recovery. Uh, HA is easy er in public cloud, but DR still requires effort. And so once again, having a conversation with something like my team, we can at least help um, customers understand that there are costs that you need to consider. And um, we're always happy uh, to let people know the things they should think about, not just, hey, we want to take this VM and put it on uh, this t-shirt size in this hyperscaler. And you mentioned the data transfer fees. What I'll do is I'll add something to the show notes because I know we've, we've had clients who've left other clouds and moved to IBM Cloud specifically because of the money they would save in data transfer in our environment. Um, so I, I'll find that. How do you, you quantify the speed and scale of the cloud with regard to economic impact? Right? It's probably a lot to unpack there because if you're not waiting for servers to be provisioned, you're not waiting for VMs to be provisioned in, in an on-premises world, if you're able just to spin it up and run it in a new place that maybe you don't have a physical presence, like, is there a way to quantify that from an economic perspective? Well, you're talking about, I think, some of the softer costs in IT. And what I mean by softer costs are uh, characteristics around reliability, accessibility, scalability, serviceability, those are quantifiable. But we typically do that through a business value assessment because it's much harder to have some kind of empirical analysis for a possibility. And so it, it's going to come down to an understanding of key metrics by the customer in agreement with then applying that. And we usually see those costs in terms of either labor savings, or reduced time to market. And so they are quantifiable. But the thing is with that is that elasticity has its own cost. So if you are going to take an account of how that increased speed to be able to do the things that you want to do, you also have to take into account how it affects the overall cost of doing that. I recently heard a story about a client who had an 84-step process to provision a virtual machine on their in their data center. Like how should an IT director quantify the economic impact of workflows and processes in their public cloud consideration? Well, uh, as I talked about business value assessments take a look at that type of automation. Uh, IBM right now has a lot of uh, software offerings we call cloud packs and cloud pack for automation, cloud pack for integration. And what these are, are combinatorial software packages, but a lot of them are based on uh, automation of the types of things that you're talking about. And in fact, before we started offering those as part of IBM's overall hybrid cloud strategy, members of my team wrote a paper on buy versus build. 
And the whole concept behind that economic analysis was how much does it actually cost you to do 81 steps to deploy? And how much would it cost you to actually try to in-house automate that and the level of efforts? There are a wealth of uh, pieces of information you can get from Forrester reports, Gartner reports, which kind of lay out costs. But once again, you'd work through that. But there's a labor cost to doing that many steps. And so the time uh, that is saved by doing automation and or by using public cloud to help you with that automation can be leveraged in the time saved as well as some of the business benefits of possibly faster to market customer retention, uh, customer gains. It's going to depend on what the company's doing, what they're selling, what their services are, but you can do it. And But it typically comes down to time and how that at time affects a business's ability to do what generates revenue. It kind of reminds me of a time where I was working in the DevOps space. I was um, selling consulting services and was working with a federal systems integrator. Show me their steps, their procedures to install Oracle Rack. And the book itself must have been five inches thick. And it was amazing that somebody had the patience to go through piece by piece and and click and type and, and do that. And I bet they never installed Oracle Rack the same way twice, you know, just given the the challenges of not having it be automated. But I think there's value. No, and, and just think about the complexity of maintaining that document. Right. It's one of the things that we talk about on my team quite a bit because we obviously would like to codify a lot of the, the methodologies we have, but every customer interaction is different and every every study is different. But when someone wants to put together a lengthy document, the first thing I make sure I point out to say is who is going to maintain that? And once again, just talking about costs and economics, that is time that is being spent not only doing uh, manual processes, which has inherent risk, by the way, which can be quantified. Uh, risk is something that can be quantified in a myriad of ways, but the time to actually maintain the document that's being used for an unhealthy process. Do you have any recommendations on how an IT director who maybe hasn't gotten to the cloud yet um, could uh, package, present, talk, or pitch the value to senior leadership to go down the path or explore the path? Well, the value of the cloud, uh, I think... Uh, don't want to be uh, flip, but you could do a Google search and there is a lot of learned people who have posted why the cloud is valuable. I, I think invariably, if uh, a leader wants to pitch going to the cloud, uh, the first thing that they want to do is to actually vet their own decision. And what I mean by that is, uh, not doing it because it is something that is currently in vogue, but doing it because it makes sound business sense. And to look into that, um, once again, um, I can probably provide you some links. And I actually do have a link to our webpage on, that's publicly facing. 
And of course, customers, IBM customers and IBM business partners can reach out to us directly. You can send an email to it.economics at us.ibm.com and we'll respond to everybody. Okay, great. We'll put that one in the show notes. And I know we have a hard stop today. So Christian, I think this is a great time to wrap it up. I want to thank you for your time. Thanks to all the listeners. Check out the show notes for more information and we'll see you next time. Thank you. That's all part of the game.